Thank you for listening to Therapy for Guys. My name is Kike Autry, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in Katy, Texas. In this podcast, I want to explore the issues that men stay silent about, our struggles with anxiety and depression, our relationship issues, obstacles that we face with a diagnosis like ADHD or autism or OCD, and our big existential crises, those related to spirituality and religion, to larger cultural realities, and to the question of the meaning of life. If you enjoy this podcast and you would like to learn more about me, I would encourage you to check out my website. You can find it at kikeautry.com. That's Q-U-I-Q-U-E-A-U-T-R-E-Y.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect. And as always, remember, continue the conversation. this episode, I speak with Paige Wangler and Amy Galpin. Paige is a registered nurse and a leader in women's wellness, offering an innovative perspective, connecting the dots to living a balanced, vibrant, and pleasurable life. In this special conversation, we discuss her passion for cannabis and how she integrates that into her work as a nurse. We discuss her interest in pleasure and how she understands collaborative partnerships with women. Uh, This was a really interesting conversation. As I mentioned in the discussion, I'm grateful that these two women were sitting next to me and helping me understand how to think about a healthier masculinity. I've always wanted this podcast to have guests that will help me challenge and even deconstruct toxic and rigid and unhelpful ways of thinking about being a guy. And so whether you're thinking about utilizing cannabis in your wellness trajectory, or you're thinking about intimacy and sex and pleasure, or you're just wanting to connect with a female in your life so that your own masculinity will be informed by the energy and the beauty of a woman, I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. I think You're going to have a lot to talk about with a friend, and I 
definitely want you to go out and find someone that you can have a conversation with about these ideas. Talk about them, put them into practice, and then share them with your friends. That's what it's all about. So guys, I want to encourage everyone to go out there and to continue this conversation. So Paige, thank you so much for being a part of my podcast, Therapy for Guys. I'm really excited that you came all the way from Houston down to Katy to my studio to have this conversation. Super, super excited to be here. Very honored. That's, that's I appreciate you having this space. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for going out to dinner with us. That was fun. It was great. Yeah, I think we're going to have a good conversation tonight. We always so, do. Yeah, hell Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, I want to start by just kind of throwing it out there. You know, what, what, what are you up to? Tell us a little bit about, you know, your, your job, what you do, how you spend your time, because I think that's going to help us really kind of jump into the conversation. Cool. Uh, there's a lot of things that I do. I'm, I'm, <laughs> but just starting with the job aspect. You are a jack of all trades. I am. I am. It's just what, what can we do? It's, it's a mind. It's powerful. Um. But what I'm doing, the easiest way to put it is that my my main goal is to be a full time cannabis nurse. That that's the main that's the main thing, and that's mostly of what I'm doing. Um, but besides the cannabis, I specialize in the endocannabinoid system. I specialize in women's health. I specialize in the hormone cycle and pleasure. And cannabis is just the tool that I use as one of the ways that I kind of hone in on all of those other things. Um, But I would say like I'm in a really beautiful exploratory phase of my life to where I'm just trying out different things, different methods, different practices, rituals, and seeing what sticks and teaching what I learn from those experiences to help people, to help women, to better understand themselves and how we operate as women and just like, just make our lives easier. Just be in more in flow, be more in tune with ourselves. And I love learning. And so I, I really like to, and I also like teaching about what I learn in ways that seem practical, that seem like the majority can actually attain those things, if that makes sense. Oh, I fucking love that. Thank you. Now, before I just bloviate, <laughs> let me go ahead and introduce Amy Galpin, who's been on the podcast as well. Is there anything you need to say before I just kind of take us into the conversation? No, Ms. thanks Ms. for Amy. inviting me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Okay. So where, where I really want to start is I'm imagining there's a bunch of people listening right now who 
wouldn't know what a cannabis nurse mm-hmm. even means. Mm-hmm. So c- can you kind of unpack what that looks like for and what sure. that means? For sure. So cannabis nurse, it's the easiest way to say what I'm doing. And cannabis is a beautiful tool. It's a gateway. It's a gateway tool that really allows you to tap into your into yourself, into your full purpose, I feel like. At least that's for me. But um, cannabis, the reason why it works is because we have an end. I'm not going to go super science-y, but the reason why it works. No, 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 you got to. Nerd the fuck out, please. So the reason why it works is because we all have an endocannabinoid system. And that its goal is to maintain balance in our bodies. And um, a lot of times we're out of balance. And so utilizing cannabis, we have cannabis receptors in our body. And so cannabis helps to bring our body into a state of balance in whatever ways that you're not in balance. And like, it takes a little bit of tweaking and knowing where you're not in balance to know how you can better attain that. Um, but for women, there's, we, (laughs) that's a whole other topic, but like, yeah, for women, it can be very potent, especially for like a lot of, um, the cyclical, cyclical symptoms that we face just like as women and like for perimenopause which if you don't know that's like in your 30s to 40s the stage before menopause where you're starting to get like some hot flashes mood mood symptoms sure um cannabis can be very potent for that so we basically use cannabis as the tool to help mitigate symptoms to help reach a state of like flow how to tap into creativity how to tap into your pleasure that's like our one of our favorite one of my favorite things to talk about is the pleasure aspect and how you can use it for that. But it's just utilizing the the science behind why cannabis works and then cannabis as one of the tools and then just overall lifestyle mindset adjustments. Yeah, I love all of that. And, and, and let me just say before we go forward, to me, I'm just really excited to have you on this episode, not only because you're my favorite niece, mm-hmm. if I could <laughs> say that. Uh, but because, you know, this whole podcast is called therapy for guys. And I think a lot of people hear that and they think, Oh God, more toxic masculinity, or here's just a podcast where, you know, it's going to be bros getting together and talking shit about women or whatever. And that's exactly the opposite. I, I want perspectives like yours and others to help me and other men who are thoughtful and humble, hopefully, and wanting to kind of change and grow to have various different ways to think about masculinity and femininity, because I think it's essential for a healthy masculinity to be in touch with femininity. So I'm just excited that you're going to kind of help us kind of navigate some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there we all have masculine and feminine aspects to ourselves. Absolutely. There's there's the whole underlying concept of like just a misunderstanding, I feel, about femininity and like what that means and the different things that we experience and like the way that and we don't necessarily even know what those things are. So the way that we communicate those changes is usually out of frustration. It's out of like, oh, what the heck? I'm so upset at you. But like you don't really necessarily know why. And that's okay. But it's really helping men to understand that there are changes that we face as women on a like in a monthly fashion in a 28 day cycle, there's a lot of ups and downs that we experience. And it's like, how can, how can we help understand that for ourselves to then better vocalize to men in our lives, how to best support us and 
Yeah. It's just that just being able to communicate that, like what you need. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. So, okay. W- w- one of the areas I, I want to kind of address is the potential myths around like cannabis. Mm-hmm. If we can go back to that for a second, because, you know, I know Amy and I, we're, we're both therapists and I, I do know one of the things we see, and I want to be careful not to just speak for you, Amy, but when we when we're working with like let's say teenagers who who may kind of struggle with that who may dabble in that it, it often leads to some pretty unhealthy habits and 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 they, they kind of fall into some of the stereotypes out there you know lack of motivation you know what what parents often call laziness and and maybe even some mood changes and, and I know you've acknowledged some of that but maybe you see things a little bit differently so I was hoping you can maybe address some of the ways that cannabis gets framed like in the modern culture and and how you kind of have a different perspective on that. Yeah. So I think like kind of what you're from what you're saying it sounds like like the ultimate like the stoner mindset. Right. The st- exactly. Like, so there's like an underlying concept that like if you smoke or use cannabis you're just like unproductive. And for some people like I I believe in like too much of something is not always the best. Like like too cannabis, much of anything is yeah. not good. This exactly. goes back to your balance idea. Exactly. Right? So like with cannabis, too much can actually have the opposite effects that what you're trying to do. Like if you're using it for a mood elevation aspect, too much of it can have the opposite effect. Or if you're using it to it like alleviate anxiety, too much of it can still cause anxiety if you're not playing around with your dosing in the right way and like knowing your body and knowing what your chemistry is like. Um, and when I say using cannabis, you don't have to be high to utilize the benefits of of cannabis. I put raw cannabis flour, raw hemp flour in my smoothies and Mm. that helps with inflammation that helps with the mindset that helps with, it's a very potent effects on the body. So like, and that's in its non-activated form. You can put cannabis in your tea. You can use a tincture that's non like psychoactive, Um, it just depends on like what it is that you're using it for. So really like knowing your why and like a lot of it, people are using it unintentionally. They don't really know why they're using it. It's as an escape mechanism. And that's like a whole other thing where if that's, if that's the level that you're on, then you need some, a little bit more support regardless. Yes. Um, it's not the cannabis can really accentuate and bring out what's inside of you. So if what's, if what's inside of you is that underlying concept of like, you're wanting to be an escapist, it can bring that out. It's an entheogen. Like it brings out what's inside of you. So if that's what's in you, then that's going to bring it out. But if what's in you is like pure and like inspirational, then cannabis can be a great tool for inspiration, for creativity, for like really allowing yourself to get present and in the moment, it can be very potent for that. But Part of it is knowing how it reacts with your body um, and just kind of like trialing it out. But there's also in this common society that like you have to do so much in order to get the benefit. Like, you know, people like they'll be in a circle and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this whole edible. So you should do this whole edible. And it's like that doesn't help the overall. Like if you just do like a little small bit, you can still have a nice a nice mood enhancement. You don't have to do a ton just because everyone else is doing a ton so it's just like just because someone else is doing this at this one dose doesn't mean that that's the dose for you. Yeah. And that's and like so it's just being okay with that. But it's the same concept as like drinking, you know, like your level of that, but I don't know. I'm I'm more of an herbal of an herbal gal when it comes to that. But sure. other stigmas around cannabis. What's what other ones? Well, be, because I I think 
um, and I know you were going to say something, but maybe I'll frame it. Um, I think from a therapeutic perspective, and it definitely is a skewed sort of like sample. I think what we often see is teenagers that, and even young adults that are turning to it as kind of an escape, like mm-hmm. you were talking about, becomes addictive. It um, is a way to maybe cope with anxiety. Sometimes it's just kind of a social thing. And so it, it's been refreshing to talk to you and to see all the other personal growth dimensions of mm-hmm. cannabis use, mm-hmm. that it's not just kind of negative. And I think part of it too is like an element of it's not legal and Whenever we don't normalize things, it's like on a hush-hush level. People want to do things that are like not fully legal. Like there's just a rebellious element to it. Whereas like if we educated that this is a potent plant for anxiety, for depression, if we talked about this and normalized the different ways to which it could be used for that, could it be in a different light? You know, like... It's a great question. No, I like the way that you talk about it as... Um, you know, our concerns, I know with teenagers is the non-medical, mm-hmm. just, you know, experimentation where I really like how you talk about it as a journey, mm-hmm. trying to figure out yourself and how to best use it in appropriate levels. For sure. For what you're trying to, like, what you're trying yeah. to make happen. And then like knowing like, does, does the cannabis doesn't make me productive. Like, is it enhancing my focus at school? Cause some people that have hyperactive brains, it can actually help bring your brain down to a level to where you can organize your thoughts and you can make more logical sense out of them. So it's like, if that, if you are one of those people and it helps to bring you down to a level to where you're actually able to intake more information on, then who am I to tell you that you shouldn't be using cannabis to whatever extent? Like if you find something that works for you, it just is a matter of like why you're using it and if it it's helping doing what you're trying to do. If you are struggling and you're not, you know, like if you're not getting out of the house and you're just like sitting in bed and all that you do is like stay at home and you're not experiencing life, that's like a whole other thing. That's a whole other conversation. But I don't feel like cannabis used correctly is a gateway to open more mental concepts in your head to open up a higher dimension of yourself when it's used correctly not correctly it's well yeah with intention in the right way for your exactly i like that the way you know using it with intention Mm -hmm. because i know a lot of what we see is you know like i said non-medical uses or people who are using wax they're like intentionally trying to extract as much of the thc as they can and i mean i see a lot of anger and Um, especially in young boys and it creates a lot of issues, but I can see how it can be extremely useful too. Yeah. Well, because I, so the medicinal use, like mood elevation is still technically considered medicinal Mm -hmm. is like in the way that we view it. Like it's the the same way. Like if someone can not be on an antidepressant or something and cannabis works for them, I'm like, however you need to use it, like use it in that way. But if that's, if that's your intention, but for sure, like there is, there's not a lot of like regulations on how how potent the effects are because like if you are a really really high cannabis user and you use the use all the time there are certain people's um chemistry to where it can cause you to get something called cannabis hyperemesis syndrome and that's basically where every single time you use cannabis it makes you so nauseous and like you want to vomit and so, like when there's that. like that tipping yeah. that you get to that tipping point and that's a lot of times from using like really, really potent things like wax or like, 
you know, like really, really, really strong edibles all the time. So you don't know, especially with the science right now, like we don't know if that chemistry is within us. So for me, I'd want to like err on the side of caution because if when that happens, when that tipping point happens, it's hard for people to go back. It's hard for you to go back to using cannabis at all without getting that like. I've actually I've actually read about some of the research from um, Colorado since they uh, legalized marijuana. Mm -hmm. And that's been a big problem is people showing up in the ERs Mm -hmm. uh, feeling really nauseous or vomiting uncontrollably. Yeah, it's really sad. You know, so go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Uh, go ahead. So, side note on the marijuana term, that is like um, the term that they used back whenever like there was the prohibition terms, and it was like um, like the we might have to cut this part out because I don't know the actual <laughs> off the top of my head. It's like the the Mexican Revolution. Mm-hmm. They were using the word marijuana, so they used it as like racial propaganda. So whenever I talk about it, I try to steer away from using the word marijuana. I normally use cannabis or like. That's actually really helpful. I wondered yeah, about that. So thank us. you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Because it's like it's, it's like ties into that racial propaganda. Well, I'll definitely edit myself. Thank you for teaching me. <laughs> yes. yes only Don't ever cool. say marijuana That's in this house again, Miss Amy <laughs> <All> Galvin. Right. <laughs> Taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Paige, you you said a moment ago, and this is a question for you too, Amy, that, you know, it's about maybe setting the right intention, or I think you said discovering your why, connecting cannabis use to your why. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm just curious for you two to maybe reflect on how does a person begin to figure out what their why is? Because this is something I'm trying to figure out with my clients on a daily basis. So some of my, my whys vary. Like it's not just one why. Okay. Um, so there's whys. Whys, yes. <laughs> Very whys. Um, so for me, for instance, right now, I'm at a point in my cycle to where my energy is a little bit lower, but I'm also at a point where I can be very creative if I allow myself to be in that flow state. I'm someone who likes to be on like the go, go, go. And so cannabis for me in this time helps me to kind of bring myself down to not overwork myself, to kind of calm myself down to where I can be in that creative kind of reflective rest and recovery phase of my cycle. So it's just like that's an, that's a tool that I use. That's my why in this or to like really tap into my creativity. Or it's just where where are you finding that there's a gap? Like are you having some symptoms? That's one thing. But if you feel like you could just – you want to be more present, that's – it can help you get more present and actually hear your soul's calling. Cause sometimes it could just be like, you just want to chill. Like you want to use it to be able to chill, to turn your brain off from having like the day to day, like go, go, go structure. And that's, that's a totally great reason for it. And that's a great intention. Like my intention with this is to calm down. I want to like take it easy right now. Or do I want to have like a creative boost or am I wanting to use this for focus? Um, it's like, what are, what are you finding that you're having a hard time with? Not hard time, but like, where do you think you can improve? And that takes like looking at yourself with like, like kind of evaluating where, where your how your day goes for me, I check in at the end of the day and it's like, okay, what were three things like that I'm grateful for today? What are, what is something that I could have improved on today? Mm. And if I can use any tool based on what messages are coming through when I'm asking myself that is what looking at my resources around me like what what can I do to actually improve I love that level of intentionality mm-hmm. so Amy for you whether it's you speaking personally or stuff that maybe you explore with your clients 
how do you think someone discovers their why if if they were to choose you know the kind of cannabis route but first figuring out what their why is how how would you encourage someone to do that well i would say that's super complicated and just like Paige was saying i think it depends on the context in which you're asking the question it's like um is my why what i'm going to do for the rest of my life is my why right this moment what am i going to put in my body and what i'm going to eat what i'm going to consume is is it about how I feel right now. Um, I think that's a super complicated question, but I think it's <laughs> I think it's really a really cool question. It's mm-hmm. super necessary to be asking yourself all the time. I think it like, may be the most important question we can ask. Yeah, what is my why right now? What am I what am I doing in the moment? What am I doing with my future? What am I doing in between then? Sure. But then there, there's an element too where it's like, how can I just be in the present? Like mm-hmm. And some of that just takes like getting really like still with yourself, like allowing yourself to sit in silence and just observe your breath and see what thoughts are coming up generally. And that can kind of guide. Yeah. Yeah. Guide guide your why for that. Guide your why for that day, for the week, for. Oh yeah. Mindfulness mindfulness too is just so important in our lives. It's what balances us. It's what keeps us sane in the moment. Sometimes it keeps us sane throughout our week and depending on what's going on. So I think it's cool that you spend a lot of time looking at that and mm-hmm. trying to balance yourself. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So I know one of the things that we were kind of exploring over dinner when we were talking about you know this, this episode is female empowerment. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm saying that word because I know you don't necessarily love that concept or maybe it's overused. So I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it out there purposefully for you to kind of do something with it. I, I wanted to have you on this podcast, yes, to talk about cannabis, but also to talk about mm-hmm. female empowerment. But you were schooling me on why I shouldn't <laughs> use that word. So help me understand wh- wh- why you have some resistance to that concept. For me, I think the the resistance to it is that it's a little bit overused in the okay. sense that we're we're saying different things we're coming we're trying to empower other women but in that it's like oh my way is the way and it does, it's not really giving a lot of women the confidence to do what feels good for them it's like a decision fatigue and like all mm. these things that are like empowered and like oh you should do this to be empowered and like it's kind of like my way is the right way and some of that space Granted, there are people in that space that have great intentions, but I think that from my way of viewing it is more from like a female inspiration. Like it's my, it's my hope that like what I'm saying helps to inspire someone to do something for themselves that feels really great. And like to take different ways, different things that I'm saying and make them your own, like take what you like and leave what doesn't resonate. And that's more of, I guess, what the the lens that I'm taking I I change my mind on how I feel about the word empowering because there is there is something to say about women stepping into their power women is stepping in their power as a healer because we're all innately our own healers we're all like we have the power to tap into our pleasure we have the power to tap into our wellness like your intuition but it's like I guess the word empowering like women empowerment is like you know it's there's a little bit of an overusement yeah, I can tell you, like, it rubs me the wrong way. I think, like, just mm. what's, like, what's hitting my mind is, you know, I, I'm a Libra. I'm all about balance. I'm about humility. Mm. And the empowerment, it, it involves the word power, mm. power over. 
and I don't need to have power over anything. Mm-hmm. I want to be balanced. I want to, um, I want to be inspired. I want to get moving, but I don't need to have power over anybody or anything. We all can have our own power. It doesn't, our powers don't have to trump someone else's power. This is true. Yeah. Okay. Here, here, here's a question for, for the two of you. What are some of the messages, some of the stories, we could use different words, some of the narratives out there, maybe they come from family, maybe they come from the broader culture, maybe they come from different institutions like religion or toxic forms of spirituality. What what, what are some of the things that women have to kind of work against to be in a state where they're inspired? What are are some of the things that that y'all face on a daily basis that you're trying to sort of free yourselves from mm. structure <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toxic masculinity. Um, I don't know for me. I think it's the, the typical way that our society is kind of like set up to function is based on like a male's 24 hour testosterone clog. That's not taking into consideration that like women have a 28 day cycle and they're like, there's a stage in that where we're really great at like starting new things where we're really great at connecting. And then we're really great at like planning and like doing some household things. And the next one where we're really, it's, we really need to be resting, but we're, you know, of course we're supposed to be working every day, every weekday. And for women that can a lot of times take you out of a flow state and mm. so it's hard whenever you're in like that go, 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 like things, doing things that you feel like you have to do. It doesn't really, you're not leaving your brain open to like really receive that inspiration or like it just seems like something else you have to do because we're kind of like just expected to do so much, like so much in like the workforce. Like whereas like a lot of times like women are really great at like knocking things out in a very skillful way. Like if we could work less hours and do the same level of output, you know, it's just the way that things are set up. It's structured for like the male consistent levels of hormones. Whereas women are a lot different in like when we're great at different things where we have, it's cool that we have the ability to tap into different things like that, but it's just the the level of consistency. I feel in our society, the way that things are set up right now is not necessarily built with the women's um, cyclical nature in mind. Well said. I think you throw in neurodiversity too. Mm-hmm. You know, something you that mean? you and I work with that, um, well, as someone with ADHD, I'm not neurotypical. And no, you are my not. brain cycles through different ways of being creative or at times, you know, being in um, hyper focus and getting a ton of stuff done. You know, something that. <laughs> Most people would take two weeks to do. I can do in a couple of hours. Yeah, it's pretty Um, fucking incredible. But the rest of the time, I'm, you know, racking my brain frustrated that I can't focus or get it done. And so I think we all have our cycles and they're dependent on all kinds Mm -hmm. of different things, which one thing I really appreciate about talking to you is like the whole balance feature and like trying to figure out your own thing as opposed to saying this is how women do it. This is how men do it. This is this is the way that it's supposed to be. Yeah. And just following like what lights you up, like instead of 
like, of course, there's going to be certain things that you like have to do. Like, you know, you, we got to eat. We have to figure out meal prep. Like we got to take a shit. I I mean, I mean, guys, we pay our mortgage. I I, I, I don't know about y'all, but men take a dump. I don't know. If y'all we don't do talk the, about this. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm a nurse, so anything really goes. Like, you're not a, yeah, that's why how I hurt my back was wiping someone's ass. So. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and the rest of us don't do that. Yeah, no, exactly, and that's cool. Um, but, yeah, for women, I feel like leaving room for... If if at all possible, because I feel like some women that you have kids, it's a little bit harder to find time for for yourself. And I can't speak to that, but I know I know that that is that is very real. Like finding time when you're a mom, it can be very challenging. Uh, but if there's any moment in your day where you can just like lock yourself in the bathroom in the closet or something and just tap into like what feels really good for me to do today, like what do I really want to do today, and how can I do like at least one thing that I really want to do for myself within this day. And that could just be like you listening to music with the top down in your car and just jamming and singing like without any care in the world. Like that can be therapeutic for you. So here's what I want to know. And and in the car, you know, we were driving to dinner. I think you, mm-hmm. you said, you know, it's important for women at some level to be selfish, to, to, to tap into what they really need and want and to learn how to express that. Why Which is it hard for women selfish. to selfish. Exactly. Yeah. It's not selfish. But but here's the question. Why do so many women have a hard time sort of living into that? I don't know that it's it can be feminine, but mm-hmm. I think it's a human mm-hmm. thing too. To like think to take time for ourselves is difficult. I guess in what can in what context are we are we talking about? Because if that's just like if if that's in like a typical day to day, then it's like that that goes back to like women feeling like they have to do so much in a day just to feel like they need to keep up. Um, is, is that because they're sort of even if it's unconsciously comparing themselves to the performance of men? Mm-hmm. Okay, it could, I mean, it G- could, given that we live in this patriarchal society, other women, I think, or to other women, I yeah. think us women, we spend a lot of time comparing ourselves to other women way more than we do comparing ourselves to men, Ooh. or just like. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Speak to that. Speak to that. I'm sorry, Miss no, Page. No, don't be. How do women compare themselves to other women? Oh, we do it all the time. I've always said, even since I was in my early 20s, that I don't dress for men. I dress for other women. You know, <laughs> like we show up it. to a party. Men don't care what I'm wearing unless they can see my boobs. Women care. You have nice boobs. <laughs> Thank you. But women care about what my fashion <laughs> is. They care about what my boots look like and whether mm-hmm. or not they match my purse. Like, I don't know. I think women spend a lot of time comparing ourselves to other women. Am I living up to getting to both be, you know, fun and um, and inspired? And then am I also being a great mother? And am I providing at the same time um, without dropping any of the balls? Yeah, there's definitely an element of that. There's also an element of like just being and doing whatever it is that you want and like then that level of competition is like you're trying to keep up with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know for me, I feel like I there was an element of me where I was competing with a lot of women. And now I look at other women. I'm just like I admire I admire their level of success. And it's just it's inspiration for me. Whereas I used to whenever whenever I find myself like in a state of comparison, I'm like, OK, 
where am I, where is that coming from? Like what element of them do I like and how can I like recreate that from in my own way that's authentic to me? Mm. It's like, cause we're, we're taught to kind of compare ourselves and to think like we are less than than something, but it's like, we all are reflections of each other. So just like, what about that? Am I looking at and I'm a comparing and is that something that I already have within me that I just am not seeing? Right. Well, and our comparisons are probably reflections of ourselves too, mm-hmm. you know? That's a good point. What do you think you mean by that? Oh, I, you know, I talk about this in therapy all the time, how we, um, you know, a lot of times if we're looking at someone else and going, oh, like, look at her weight. It's probably because in my own mind, I mm-hmm. weigh too much or too, or not enough, what or I'm not in the right space, or <laughs> look at her hair. Why would she wear it like that? Well, that's probably has something more to do with my own so it's what like Carl Jung called projection. Absolutely. We project all the time. Mm. I mean, men do as well, but it's yeah. really, it's really it's helpful to hear thing. that from it's your perspective thing. as well. Yeah. It's a human thing for sure. Now I, I know for you, Paige, one of the things you bring up quite a bit, I think it's connected to all this is just, I don't know if you would say the centrality of pleasure, but just the importance of pleasure for women. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping you could kind of unpack that mm-hmm. for us. Cause I think that's an important concept that, I think a lot of men are going to be uncomfortable with for for some reasons that they shouldn't be. But I I think it's something we need to kind of wrestle with. Yes. So pleasure, first of all, is our birthright. Everyone's birthright is your we're entitled to pleasure. And pleasure is pleasure is how we like to think about it is like pleasure is a spectrum. I say we um, (laughs) I should probably clarify what should I clarify with what I mean by that? Sure. Okay. So like I work with another nurse and um, we are MC wellness group. So when I say like the best job ever, just yeah, MC wellness group. Yes. They can follow you on Instagram. Yes. Instagram, TikTok. Stay tuned. Um, Yeah. If you want to learn more about pleasure, woman's health, all that fun stuff. But whenever I say we, it's me and the other nurse that I work with Eve. So we define pleasure as a spectrum and pleasure really ranges from like, like, typical everyday pleasures like having a really nice warm cup of tea and just like how soothing that can be Mm. and that's that's pleasurable and then on the other scale is like the sexual pleasure and so like if you're not even tuned in to how great a warm cup of tea is you're not going to be receptive to like sexual pleasure you're Mm. not your body's not going to be open for that you have to be able to get your body into a state of calm into a state like you have to be able to calm your nervous system to signal to your nervous system that like your body is a safe place for pleasure. And if you can't do that on the simplest of forms with something like looking outside at the trees and being like, wow, that's so beautiful. You're not in a space to where you can really welcome pleasure. Mm. And so like we, I love that. We really help to get women to think about like what things are pleasurable to them. Like what textures, what is your, like when you look at yourself in like the most raw, beautiful form, like who is she, what is she doing? And like, how does she move? What like just that's all ways to kind of tap into. And when you have that idea of yourself, you can really tap into that. Like in the bedroom, you can like vocalize what it is your desires are. But part of that is knowing what your desires are, knowing what is pleasurable for you. And that takes a little self-exploration. It takes mm. it takes a, a lot of self, a lot of self-exploration and an understanding of your anatomy, which we were not taught. Like women's anatomy was not taught. Why, why still is that? Not taught why, 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 why is it? female anatomy taught in the ways that you're describing it wasn't taught like we there is a lack of research i mean 
It's the understanding. Yeah. Like they genuinely didn't study it. So like the same year that Viagra was discovered for, or not discovered, was approved for ED was the same year that they fully discovered the woman's pleasure anatomy. And that was in 1998, I believe. That's sad. And then it took them another like six years to, to do um, an MRI of woman's anatomy. Like if you, women don't even know what like a clitoris looks like. Mm. Women don't even know that the clitoris is not just a tip. Well, that's because we're taught when we're kids, sex yeah, is dirty. For sure. And, and the girls who do it are mm-hmm. dirty. And then when and then girls that speak up about what they like and what's pleasurable for them are dirty. And so then Yeah, what are y'all labeled? Yeah. Whores. Yeah. But like embrace it, girl. Well, I mean, even like in therapy, you know, you talk to male clients and they'll even talk about, well, you know, I don't want to date some girl who's like been with a lot of people right it comes up and a you're lot like well wait a minute but how many people have you been with right mm-hmm. and then it's double like, standard maybe it's that and then it's but then there's also i feel like an element of um men feeling like inferior like like oh she's been with a lot of people she's not gonna think that i'm anything i don't know that could be like an it's, underlying concept of like oh maybe she, maybe she's too experienced for me i'm like I don't know. That could, that could no, be a absolutely. level of it. Yeah. That no, comes I, up I too. could see that in terms of my own vulnerability and humility that that thought could come across my mind. Mm-hmm. I would want to work through it mm-hmm. and communicate with my partner about that. But yeah, I, I, I think you're onto something. I think a lot of men think that way. It Sadly, I think it continues to reinforce what I would call kind of that rigid mm-hmm. or toxic masculinity, which has to have absolute control and mm-hmm you know, measures what a a man's worth is in light of, you know, how they perform and, you know. But orgasm is like not always the goal. And I feel like whenever Mm. you take that pressure, when you take that pressure out of it, then it just leaves it. It's just like, does it feel good? Like, is what we're doing, is that feeling good? Does each person feel like nurtured in this moment? And part of that could be like opening the space before and like, before starting any kind of intimate intimacy, just like, okay, what can I do in this moment to feel like, to feel even better? Like, could I change my clothes? Could we adjust the lighting? Could I get some water? Could I like, it's like making sure that you're in a safe space. Like, should I take some deep breaths? Like, do you want to talk about something before we really like dive in? So part of it is just like, how can we collaborate and be communicative with the person that we're with and like what we need before in, entering into like in that intimate container. Cause you know, like a lot of things can come up in that space. So just do we feel safe before that, before diving into it? Mm. And like, and then it's just like, that's just when the fun can really happen. Whenever you just like clarify the boundaries, like, Hey, I want this to be like fun and spicy or, Hey, no, I really need like more of like a slower kind of engagement right now. So it's just like knowing as knowing how we can figure out what our needs are. And that might take some deep breaths, might taking like some looking into before diving into something. And I I think that connects to what you were talking about a moment ago with like the mindfulness being in the Mm -hmm. present, knowing your body, knowing Mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. And that could be like beforehand, like just you going to the bathroom and just like looking at yourself in the mirror and just like, like smiling at yourself and just like appreciating yourself and just really allowing your like, I am here, I am safe, I am in my body and I'm safe. Like just telling yourself before engaging in something like that you, this is safe for me to relax. It's safe for me to be in the moment right now. 
because damn then, that's some good shit yeah because if not like we're just like oh well i have the dishes to do and i have the all of this all these things that i need to do but it's like how can we be super super present in this 10 15 minutes create this erotic fun space container and then go back to doing what we're doing like being super present in this moment and then than getting that full utilization because sure. orgasms um, are great for your immune system. They're great for like for women, for creativity, for that whole like there's there's just there's a lot of benefits to it. You just well, and it takes everything back to our discussion earlier about why's, mm-hmm. you know, today it might be because I need to feel connected or it yeah. might be just because today I need pleasure. Mm. It could or be today. stress relief. Yeah. It could be. So many things and it's okay for it to be different on a daily or Mm -hmm. um, any amount of time, like a different basis. Yeah. And like you can like get creative with your partner and like and like with yourself, obviously, but also with your partner of like, hey, like what are some of your like deepest desires? And like some of these questions are great, are best to have like not in the bedroom. Like it's like whenever you're in the act of wanting to do something, it's it's kind of good to have those discussions like casually, like, you know, just at the end of the night, just like talking or just, it doesn't have to be like actually in the bedroom in the moment that you're doing these discussions. Like granted, you can like, you know, get in that safe space, but some of these like more deeper conversations are better to be had when you're not like in the actual moment. I agree. No, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I I think all of this is connected. Here's kind of the next question that I want to throw out to, to you two ladies is, when, when And, and I, I realized that we could fall into the trap of overgeneralizing and maybe stereotyping. And, and I, I don't want to encourage that, but at some level, we have to do some of that to, to speak to the general population. When, when y'all think about sort of modern men today in the various ways that you see that, what are some of the potential problematic things that you guys see? And, and how would you want to address some of that? From kind of a female, female inspired. I'm not going to use the other e word mm-hmm. perspective. <laughs> mm. Go ahead and talk some shit because I'm giving you permission. It's not about not that you need shit. it for me. Think it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's about connection and just what we were talking about. What she's been talking about throughout the podcast is that it's all it's different. Mm-hmm. Our wives are different. They change. But like men by nature, I feel like a lot of times are. Like they want to solve a problem or like they look at, they look at a lot of times like at what women are saying and in hopes to like solve a problem or like create a solution. Mm. Whereas like sometimes they're fixers. We just want to, yeah. And like where a woman just want to be heard, they just want to feel like understood, like that they're valued and that could be all that it is. And that maybe, but then that could also be like an element of the woman speaking up and being like, Hey, in this moment, I don't need you to fix anything. I just need you to be here. I just need you to be present with me. Just want you to like really like help me feel like safe, warm and cozy in this moment as I like talk about my day and like how it was. So 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 give some practical suggestions if you can, mm-hmm. both of you please, on how men can do that cuz let, let me just say as, as someone who's worked with quite a few men doing individual therapy and also couples therapy specializing in in kind of the 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 guys in that relationship can't tell you how many men have looked at me and said, how the fuck do I just listen and offer that empathy and understanding? I don't know how to do it. Is there any way y'all could provide some tips or suggestions on how a guy can 
provide the very thing that you're you're wanting? First of all, like I feel like a lot of men don't understand that they're that women could be going through a different, like a hormonal shift. Mm. Like probably a lot of the men that you're maybe talking to in that stage, like a lot of women are going through perimenopause in their 30s to 40s and having those hormonal fluctuations that make them, their mood fluctuations are a little bit more potent, I guess you could call it. Okay. And like their, this mood swings can be a little bit more potent. The symptoms that they're feeling, they might not know what they're feeling or they've been told that those symptoms aren't really there or they're being invalidated. So there's a level of like, like understanding that that is a lot of things that women face and putting them in the right direction. Um, like, Hey, have you heard of this? Like, okay, that's have good. Have you heard of perimenopause? Like, have you ever gotten your hormones tested? Like not, but it has to be like very cautious. I think depending on the woman, because for me, if someone came to me and asked sure. me that, then I would be very open to it. But if a woman is like, are you calling me crazy? Right, So just right. knowing the right timing to like Is it that time of bring. month? Are you on the yeah. rag? These horrible things that I've heard men say. Yeah. So you're, you're not suggesting that they just kind of no, point that out. But- no, but like it's part of it could be like, what do you need from me to feel supported? Like it could just be asking, like, what do you need from me to feel supported? How can I alleviate some of the pressures that you're going through? Like is that like you just want me to sit here and like listen and if they have a hard time listening then maybe utilizing some cannabis i don't know <laughs> yeah might be cool to move back towards that too, mm-hmm. like, like how do people use cannabis to manage some of those fluctuations or how do you address that as a cannabis nurse that's a good question so like when it comes to um like specific dosing and timing it like i would say if you're new to it like finding someone that is experienced and like it might take some trialing with that. Um, if you're comfortable to trialing it on yourself, I would just say like starting low and going slow. So like finding good reputable products that um, that are organic, that are sourced from great places that have lab results that are um, just finding great products and then starting low. So like seeing like it takes about 40 minutes for an edible if we're thinking about that and then just like planning like, okay, I'm about to be, like winding down, like this is only the time where like my wife wants to talk to me or like my husband wants to talk to me and, you know, I want to alleviate some of that. I want to be able to be present, have some more empathy, like kind of timing your edible for that. Like, okay. just, like thinking, like we know kind of day, to, day in and day out, kind of like the fluctuations, like the flow of our lives and how can you add a little bit of support in those timings? And it's just timing a lot of times. So, you um, know, like, you know how some people, especially you, you're like, you're way more in touch with yourself. Mm-hmm. You kind of know, does this feel good or does mm-hmm. it feel good in the moment? Do you guys have any tools for people who aren't good at that? Like, are there things that you guys use or things that you ask people to do to maybe get more in touch with who they mm-hmm. are? I would say like, there's a lot of different ways though I could t- where I could take it. I would say, go look at our Instagram, go look at MC oh, yeah? group because we talk a lot about like, ways to like really get into your body ways to kind of like we talk a lot about that aspect but I think that the biggest thing would be to kind of you have to see where what level you're at before you add anything on and Mm -hmm. like really allow that like yourself to evaluate like how am I feeling right now and what is it that I want to feel and in trying something is what I'm you know is what I'm using helping me to get there, like monitoring it after it kicks in. So like there's a level of like, you just have to check in with yourself. Like, how do I feel before? How do I want to feel afterwards? Whenever this is kicked in, do I feel how I want it to feel? 
Is there maybe like I, I could do a little bit less or maybe I need a little bit more or maybe that wasn't the right product. It does take some trial and error. And so it's a little bit of like having to be patient with yourself. Um, but there are a lot of great resources um, like for a lot of just like products, just just making sure the products are good and just mm-hmm. kind of reading about them, like seeing the terpenes is what really guides that. That's um, like the the product of the plant, the aspect of the plant that gives it the aromatic qualities, that gives it its therapeutic levels. So kind of like tracking what products you like. Are there are certain like strains that you agree with. Like you just like keep a little log on your phone. Like I tried this product. I like this product at this dose. And then maybe like if it didn't work for you, okay. Like was it that dose? Was it that product? Can I do a little bit less? Can I do a little bit more? So just evaluating. So are there different uses like, you know, I've heard you refer to this like, you know, like I might come home tonight and have Mm -hmm. a glass of wine Mm because I want to relax Mm -hmm. versus someone who really wants to use it because they want to be long-term more productive Mm -hmm. or um, I don't know. What are some of the goals that you hear Mm -hmm. when people come to talk to you? So um, definitely, definitely to calm down and to get into that present moment, that, that product that you're using to like, like in place of a glass of wine is going to look different, of course, than the one that is going to be for like productivity. Sure. Um, Sometimes like a high level of THC is not always the best for productivity. It's more of like a balanced like CBD to THC that you're going to want because the THC can kind of like alter your time perception. And if you're not, um, I guess if you're not experienced with that. Kind of like ADHD. We're not good at time perception. Mm -hmm. So you can like go down a lot of rabbit holes and like go on these different tangents. But like if that is the goal, like if you want a creative session, like for, for MC wellness group, we'll have creative sessions to where that, like those creative rabbit holes are the goal. Mm -hmm. And so like a product Mm -hmm. that is going to do that is the goal. But if that's, you know, if you need to kind of be more alert, then I would say utilizing more CBD um, versus THC high products in that sense is like a normal go-to. But like a super small amount, like microdosing cannabis is very potent for focus and productivity too. So like you can take like 2.5 grams and like for for a lot of people, I think like doing a little bit is a lot more potent than doing a lot. Whenever you do a lot, it can end up making you tired. Um, but like if you do like a little bit and then do that like, you know, every four to six hours and just doing a small amount, that normally helps to like keep that steady state of productivity and focus. Yeah. If that helps. Okay. So he- here's another question for, for the two of you. Um, as we go and think about that, that why, the intention with all of this stuff, I know one of the things for you, Paige, and I think at some level for you too, Amy, thinking about our own spirituality, mm-hmm. however we define that, I think that's different for every person. Mm-hmm. That can be one way that we get to know ourselves, that we develop a framework to make sense of who we are in the world around us. Do, do you have any practical thoughts for how someone who's listening whether it's through astrology or some of the other stuff, Paige, that you get into, anything that you're into, Amy, what, what what are ways that you can kind of tap into some of those spiritual sources to help you discover your why? I, for me, the one of the biggest things has been to have a solid, um, like, morning 
practice, I would say. Okay. Um, like a routine? I a ritual. Ritual. Yeah, like a That's ritual. a better word There's for different, it. Yeah, ritual. I like the word ritual. But it's just a couple of different things that I like to do in a day that really set my mindset to be up for like just being open and present. And some of the, for me, that looks like I wake up and I like take some deep breaths. Like I take some really deep belly breaths. I try to take like 10 before getting out of bed. And then I'll just like kind of like feel into my body, like physically feel my physical body and like just signaling to my body that, you know, I'm here. I'm grateful to have this body. And then I'll listen. I might listen to a meditation. I might do a meditation. Then, um, I do like some affirmations sometimes usually, but a lot of it is just finding different ways that make you feel closer to your center. And for me, Mm. that is stillness. Whereas some people like more active relaxation. So that might look like you going on a walk, like not listening to music and just being open to like what's around you and just like appreciating nature. If that helps you to like get centered and get calm. But some people like the active, like working out really helps them. Sure. So like finding what forms of what, what aspects of life are meditative to you. For mm. me, that looks like stillness, but not everyone. Looks For like some that. people it's dance and tennis yeah. oh, and like, yeah. you know, they find their center in movement. Yeah. Um, I forgot that. I, I find mine in mindfulness like you. Nice. But, <laughs> but sometimes like me, like music, I'll put on a song. Like I have a playlist that is not, it's very conscious about like the wording. I'm conscious about the wording that I use in my day. So in the morning I have a playlist that I'll put on that's like, I'll put on a couple songs and I'll just like dance in the mirror. And I don't care what it looks like, what it sounds like. <laughs> I might look absolutely ridiculous and my roommate like will know whenever I'm doing this too. <laughs> like she'll know whenever I'm like dancing just like as a creative expression but like just with dancing without anyone looking and like that movement like you said is so so potent and having some level of movement we got to circulate our energy and Mm. get it moving because it can get trapped and that doesn't allow for you to have more energy coming in if the energy is all trapped inside of you it has to be like a well-functioning sure yeah and we talk about trauma all the time in therapy and i mean there's you know like the body keeps the score Mm -hmm. Moving mm-hmm. around sometimes releases some of those tensions or some of the triggers that we have. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that's coming up for me is, you know, thinking about stereotypical masculinity. On the one hand, you know, we're supposed to be the the gender that's so aggressive and, and we're, we fight and we're into sports, which are so physical you know, supposedly we, we, we love, you know, physical sex. It's all about the body. And yet my experience personally, and then working with so many men is that we're not really in touch with our bodies at the level that you're talking about, Paige and Amy, like kind of this mindful connection with an embodied presence. Mm-hmm. And so as, as you guys have been talking, I'm just sitting here kind of wrestling with, that's something I want to try to incorporate into my own spirituality, my own kind of personal development is just being more in touch with my body, getting out of my head mm-hmm. and more into this body mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is me, right? A tool that I like to do, it might sound silly, but like whenever I find that I'm really in my head, I'll take a moment and I'll literally just focus on my feet. Like mm. if you bring your focus like far, the furthest away from your brain into your feet, it really helps you to get out of, at least for me, it helps me to get out of my mind and into my body. So just like, 
it sounds silly, but I swear, like if you just take a couple of, sec- of seconds and just like focus on your feet, it's really helpful. Just That's really cool. I like body. that. Mm-hmm. I, I might try that tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I ask, let me know. I ask yeah, people well. all the time experiencing anxiety or depression. Like, where do you feel that in your body? Mm-hmm. You know? It, yeah. Because when you start to focus on it and you give it a little bit of energy, sometimes you real like it just brings realization or you're able to release it or... I mean, I don't know, with anxiety, sometimes people don't recognize it until their brain, um, until they're having a lot of thoughts and racing thoughts. And But I'm like, wow, if you really fo- if you focus on your body and you wake up in the morning and you, you know, some people feel it in their shoulders, some people feel it with stomach aches or headaches. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you can recognize where it happens in your body, sometimes when those things happen, you go, oh, a headache. Oh, wow. Okay, maybe I'm anxious. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. As opposed to maybe I have cancer or something's wrong with me. Sure. Have you heard about like how if you really feel an emotion for like 90 seconds, it allows it to move through? Have you heard that? I haven't heard that. There's like a science. I, I can't remember where, but basically saying that if you really allow an emotion, if you really, really feel into an emotion for 90 seconds, it allows it to like run its course. Like if you really, really are attentive and feeling it. So like if you're feeling anxious, like... I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling real anxious right now. Like, what am I anxious about? Like talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, then moving through that emotion, like it helps you to move through the emotion. That's interesting. I I encourage people to cry. Like I was Mm -hmm. actually, you know, you talked, I talked to men, I talked to teenagers who were like, Oh my God, the last thing I wanted to do in this moment was cry. And I talked to them about how it, it um, stimulates their parasympath- mm-hmm. parasympathetic nervous system and how it's healthy to cry. It's actually a coping mechanism. So if you'll let it happen instead of beating yourself up about yeah. it, it's healing. Um, yeah. But if you use it as something to clobber yourself over the head, it kind of loses its value. Tears are just orgasms from the eye. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's great. Oh, right? man. Let's have a lot of orgasms in our eyes. Yeah. That, I, I think I may have to use that with Go a lot of my it. male clients who yeah. tell me, you know, look, motherfucker, you're never going to get me to cry. And I'm always like, that's not my goal, but I think it might be healthy for you. But I think if I framed it as an <laughs> orgasm, which they yeah. tell me they love, then maybe they would be open more to crying. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Paige. Yeah, that's, I tell my good. clients that I need to buy stock and Kleenex, that um, it's my job to um, get them to use them. So mm. that's great. That's great what y'all do. <laughs> Honestly. I love what you do. It's so Thank cool. You. Thank you. Fascinating. And like, we just adjust it like it it changes and it fluctuates just based on like where we see the need. And right now we see the need is like women really desire pleasure and like desire they want to get they want to see themselves as this like pleasureful being and they don't necessarily mm. know how. They don't know how to communicate that. They don't know how to like they don't even know how what their anatomy is like. So that tying it in with like hormonal cycles and like the whole thing. Just, Absolutely. It's the, it's the things that. that we weren't taught and that we deserve to know. I was going to say, I love that. I think even for men it's uh, and women, I, I love that it's like working against the, the socialization mm-hmm. that we have that sex is dirty and yeah. we shouldn't talk about it and shouldn't be doing it for sure. And, um, I think it's fascinating. Just normalizing it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And actually talk about it and educate mm-hmm. people so that it's not dangerous anymore. Yeah, it's it's such a... It can... When you're safe and when you feel safe to express, then 
just the world is your oyster. That's so lame, but it, like it's not lame at all. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> that's great. Cool. That's the, the world is your oyster. Yeah. So okay, Paige, if there's anyone that's listening in there, you know, intrigued by you and your personality and your perspective, they want to try to connect with you and mm-hmm. your organization. How do they go about doing that? So I would say the best place would be um, on Instagram. You can reach out to us. You can message us. We're at MC Wellness Group, M as in medical, C as in cannabis, wellness group. Uh, We also just recently joined TikTok and are posting on there. It's going to be every day for like 30 days. So stay tuned. I'll try to include all that in the show notes. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, And we're going to be launching a group session that's going to be, that's going to be a safe space for women to talk about these desires, to talk about the barriers that barriers that they're facing in getting that full expression and understanding their body. Um, it'll be a six week journey with women in a safe space and more will be coming about that on our Instagram. Is, and is that going to be in person or it'll be virtual, virtual. So it'll be okay. accessible for a lot of people. I mean, nice. eventually in person events too, but right now just being able to reach the collective reach more people i feel like virtual is virtual Fuck is yeah. where it's at right now <laughs> i, I think it. that's so cool that is really cool thank you okay before we sign off amy do, do you have any other question or any other thing that you wanted to ask Paige be- before we go not that i can think of off the top of my head but there's so much to talk about there's so yeah, much to talk we about she'll come back yeah yeah we're, we're gonna have to have you back so okay Paige, before we sign off is there anything you wanted to share that maybe i haven't asked you or that's been on your mind that you think is important to present who you are your organization mm, just leaving it on the note that like Pleasure is a spectrum. <laughs> mm. That's the biggest thing. And women like, experience pleasure and it's important to them too, guys. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Like really getting out of the um like the have to mentality. Mm. Like really like my goal is to help reduce burnout with women and help them feel fulfilled, have that like life satisfaction, enhancing your success and whatever that looks like for you and your overall collaboration with your partners work, relationship, et cetera. Um, we all desire that and can have that. It's just a matter of finding the right tools and support system for you to do that. Um, and if you're interested in my energy and how I function and how I operate, then I'd be definitely happy to help you attain that. Fuck yeah. Very cool. Can, can I end by saying that you two are like two pretty bad bitches? Is that appropriate to say? I don't know. <laughs> don't cancel me, please. I'm not going to cancel you. Bitch okay. with the undertone that is, um, it's a book that I read called like why men love bitches. Oh. Um, and in that, in that context, bitch means babe in total control of herself. So oh, love that. Fuck yeah. I love so that. I, I accept that term with the underlying tone that that's what you mean. <laughs> and that's what I meant. <laughs> Who calls their niece a bitch? In the sense that she just said. I got you. <laughs> okay. Amazing. So, so Paige, would you mind just ending with the line of the podcast, which is continue the conversation? I just say that. Just say that. Okay. I, I, if you want to. No, I'm not. <laughs> It's Let's, about consent here. It's about okay, consent here. Okay. I, I'm not trying to mansplain or anything. <laughs> Let's continue the conversation. Beautiful. Thank I you. I will be back. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the podcast, guys. I'd love to connect with you. Whether that means you sign up for therapy or you send me an email asking a question or maybe even explore what it would look like to get on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. The best way to do that is to find me on my website at kikeautry.com. That's Q-U-I-Q-U-E-A-U-T-R-E-Y.com. Or you can just Google me and there you'll find my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. You can also go to the website of the practice I work at, where I'm the Leeds Men's Counselor. That's katiecounselingformen.com. I hope that you guys are inspired by what we explore today, and as always, continue the conversation. Mm-hmm.